Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. We're starting something, hopefully, you know, the beginning of a new little project here for us. I think that'll be pretty fun, which is kind of just going through the major league team, major league baseball teams, team by team, and sort of doing a bit of a deep dive. Not too deep. Not too deep, (laughs) but a deep dive into each of like who these teams were, who they are, where they came from, and kind of just a a little bit of an exploration of their history and what makes each team that team. And so we're starting today with a team that I actually grew up knowing a great deal about because of one player they had in particular. He had video games. It was the, I, they were my second favorite team growing Randy up. Randy Johnson? No, no. Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> and the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. Who are the only team to have never been to the World Series. That is right. Which is unfortunate for them. Though this year, you know, every year they're they're thinking that they're they're moving in the right direction. I think you know this this year's Mariners team they're going to challenge in the West. They would hope, but whether or not they get they'll get there, it's you know remains to be seen. But they are a very interesting franchise given how relatively short lived they are to most other teams in the major leagues. There's very few other shorter lived ones than them. Well, uh, they, they like the blue Jays came into the league in 1977. So the Mariners, uh, replaced, if you will, the short lived Seattle pilots who played one season in, in, in Seattle in, I think 1970. And then they moved to Milwaukee where they became the brewers. But of course they were the brewers in the American league. And now the brewers in the national league. And, and while I am sure I will be countlessly shouted down by people who say this is not the case, I cannot imagine there is a legion of diehard Seattle pilot fans out there that are. Well, if there are any, I, they're old. They're very old. And <laughs> really, they were there for one year and the Mariners showed up like six years later. It's not that big a deal. So um, the Mariners, and, and if you go to their early years, right, they come into the league in 1977. And and let's just you know take a look at the records of the early. They were managers. not good. Not good is an understatement. Daryl Johnson was their first manager. Uh, Randy Jones was their best player. The the old at that point pitcher Randy Jones, who you probably don't even ever have heard of, uh, a left hand. So they go sixty four and ninety eight. Just listen to this: sixty four and ninety eight in their first season, which is better than the Mets forty and one twenty. So, and by the way, on the forty and one twenty, I heard this the other day about the Mets in the nineteen sixty two season. So they were so bad that they even bothered to play the other two games. They just, just like they just what they forty just and one twenty. That's enough. It's enough. It's no enough. one wants to witness it's this. Enough losing. So so they in, in the nineteen seventy eight they come back and they said now we're going to do worse than that. We're going to go fifty six and one hundred four. Followed up with sixty seven ninety five. Wow. Apparently for that that uh, nineteen seventy eight year. Apparently they much like the Mets also decided just you guys really suck. We're not going to play the last two games. <laughs> exactly. Only played. They only played one hundred and sixty games. Um, they go fifty nine and one hundred three in nineteen eighty. Um, and in 1981, that was the strike year, so they only put put 44 wins on the board and at 65 losses, though. And they right they, on pace to continue that strong play. So, so they, they're in; they're already five years in. They haven't had a winning record, and their overall record as a franchise is a losing record. And so, if you as they're still losing, they have a losing record in '82, in '83, in '84, in '85, in '86, in '87, in '88. In 89 and in 90, they don't have a winning record until 1991. That's 15 years after they won. They didn't win 80 games until 1991. <laughs> oh, man. So you've got to be a diehard fan Wait, if so you're that, a Seattle Mariners right, fan. You, you, that an am, old one, at least. If you're an old school Mariner fan, you love this team in a way that, like, Cub fans love their team. The red, well, not the red fans because, but the red fans of today, the younger ones love their team. Same with pirate fans. That 
it is not easy rooting for a bad baseball team year in and year out. And they played in that bad ballpark. So, you you know, you, you live in Florida for a while and you went to a game at the, where Tampa plays also a terrible ball, ballpark, right? The, they the, played the, in the dome. Kingdom? The goes, the, the Mariners played in the kingdom, which was like a football baseball stadium that suited neither, uh, you know, and so the worst of both the, worlds, the, the worst of, of both none. worlds and the AstroTurf, you know, the whole thing. Um, and so they're 15 years into the mission before finally in 1991, uh, and they've, you know, who's on the team? The best player on the 1991 team. Uh, they've got Ed- Edgar Martinez already. He played the year so before. So they're starting to put together. Ah, so now they've got a hall of, future Hall of Famer, and they add another one in 91 in Ken Griffey Jr. And, and that's when things that's, start to turn You around. add a dynamic player like that to your team, and suddenly your fortunes start changing. And in the early 90s, they really had. I mean, you had a down 1992, but then, you know, you win 82 games in 93 strike year in 94 they they have not a good year for them a shortened year the next year as well because but but that that 95 to me was the year because i remember the series in 95 that was the year against the yankees right that was an amazing playoff series it was just one of the most exciting series and 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 the fact that they won that Right, right, and there was like Randy Johnson coming out of the bullpen to pitch, you know, to to save you the that series. wild game where I think either somebody gets the huge hit, clearing the bases, and they score and they win. I remember that being a huge thing, and then they were good for the rest of the nineties. Yeah, yeah, they, and and Lou Pinella, it's not not. Uh, surprisingly uh, for those that know the Mariners was the manager for a long time there. And there's arguing to be made that Lou Pinella is, you know, might be a hall of fame manager. Uh, although not on the basis, I guess, of his overall record with, with the Mariners, although he did have a winning record as a Mariner manager. And then of course, obviously the two, you know, big years for them were 2000 and 2001. Those are probably their best two seasons, you know, overall in 2000, they went 91 and 71 finishing second in the AL West. Losing in the ALCS four to two, yeah. So they got. I mean, that was probably to the Yankees. To the Yankees, but that was the closest they got. Now, sure, is a little bit of a consolation prize. Well, not much of a consolation prize to see them go on to beat the Mets in the World Series that year. But two thousand one rolls around, and that Mariner team was a monster in the regular season. Not not just a monster. That Mariner team had the best record of any Major League best baseball team in the regular season in the history of Major League Baseball. Nobody's ever come close to that. 116 wins and 46 losses. That's a 716 winning percentage. That's hard to do that. But what happened? They went to the ALCS again and they played the Yankees again. And they lost, and they the lost again. Uh, Probably a little bit easier to take as the Yankees go on to lose in the World Series this time to the D backs. But yeah, and, and you know. That that 2001 team, oddly enough, Brett Boone, they they say by war, was the best player on that team. He had a wild good year An that 8. year. An 8.8 war season. Wow. He had like a ton, playing second base. He hit for a ton of power. Payrod is on this team. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this Griffey was, was gone at this point. Right, right. And they were powered by a bunch of guys pitching that you can't name any of them today. <laughs> Yeah, uh, who was who was on that two thousand one uh, team pitching wise? We should we should um, we should take a, yeah take a look at that because it's it's a team that that team won one hundred and sixteen games. It's unusual. So, okay, I'll, I'll I'll give you some names. You ready? Freddie Garcia. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Freddie Garcia. Aaron Seeley. 
I mean, these are these are not household names, you know, that people people know. Um, Jamie Moyer had a great year for them that year. What twenty and six? And, and I don't think he was yet seventy five years old when he, he was, was only thirty eight. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Um, Paul Abbott had a nice year for them that season. A, a nice year. He went seventeen and four. Yeah, yeah. And and whoever I think he came from the A's, but who, whoever whoever heard of Paul Abbott after for for that sake? No, I, I mean, so you had... In- Nasty boy Norm Charlton in the bullpen, Arthur Rhodes, uh, Jeff Nelson in the bullpen, uh, Sasaki uh, was the closer. And th- that was in terms of offensively, so that team, you didn't, you had Suzuki, I think that might have been his rookie year, or it was one of his first seasons. Yeah, 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 I don't know if it was his rookie year or not, but it might have been. Yeah, it though. was. Yeah. So yeah. you have rookie of the year, MVP, gold glove, Ichiro that year. So Ichiro comes over that year, steals 56 bases, gets 242 hits, uh, bats a nice tidy, uh, let's see, what, what did he bat? 350. A, a nice tidy 350. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. R- rookie of the year, MVP. So he does both. He does both. In the same year, uh, in his first year in baseball. Obviously, he was a veteran player from Japan. Um, they also had a guy, I think he was playing in his first year in Seattle after coming over from the Mets. John Olerud. John Olerud. And you look at this team and you start to see, okay, yeah, you have guys like you had Edgar Martinez as the DH still. You had a young Mike Cameron who was a good player, played good defense and had some pop for that bat. So, you know, yeah, you had guys like Al Martin in left field who sounds like a gen- like a generated <laughs> player in a baseball game. Like they just need to fill a roster spot. So you just get a guy named Al Martin. And how about the Cubs manager, David Bell at third base, mm-hmm. uh, the current manager of the Cubs. And uh, he also had a nice year. Um, yeah. But Brett Boone hit a three thirty with 37 homers playing second. This is Brett Boone. This is Brett Boone. <laughs> that, 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 that's how you get 8.8 war. And, and there's, you know, obviously East coast bias on our, on our side. They had Jay Buhner, by the way, still on their bench. I think he was in Seattle for like most of his career after he had left the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But you know, you don't we don't get to see the Mariners play. Obviously, the, most of their games start you know late at night here in the East Coast, you know, and whatnot. So you have to read accounts of what's going on. And if you go back to even twenty years ago, those accounts were you know you maybe watch Sports Center highlights is about all you really got. You didn't get and a lot even of then, even then. So this is only because I'm one of those freaks that used to watch a lot of Sports Center. Because of how late the West Coast games were ended, if you were watching the early editions of uh, early editions of SportsCenter, there would be less highlights available from the late games because they have it depending on when they ended. They might not have them processed yet. So you might only get one or two clips from the game and it's just like, oh, yeah, and they wouldn't like my favorite would be like you would see like two highlights from one team and then they would announce that that team lost. <laughs> that's it that's all you got that's all you got you're like oh what a play by this guy and a home run and they lose five to one so the um the mariners have had a, a surprising amount of good players we mentioned two hall of famers already that played for them and, and that doesn't even include randy johnson right he, right he, 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 i i think of him as a mariner played, as a mercenary actually I think he of, for I, everybody well, he really to me he really only you know it, to me i identify him as a mariner and as a diamondback uh, what was his World Series cap? Do you remember who he had to a Diamondback? He went as a Diamondback. World, World Series, Series or Hall of Fame? You Our said Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. I don't remember what he went in on. Okay, and yeah. as but he got his World Series as a Diamondback, obviously. So um, I'm going to now. Uh, you can you can look or not. Just like okay, who is the top Mariner of all time in terms of war? 
So I would have to guess Ken Griffey Jr. Right, yeah, yeah. Really, what makes that a lot easier is the fact that he sucked as soon as he left the Mariners. Like, well, I, I think he had like a decent year with the Reds, yeah, for the Reds. Like, he wasn't like Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey, but he was still pretty good. But he pretty much fell off a cliff as soon as he left the Mariners. But he only edges out the number two guy who you probably would follow going. There's one of two guys. There's really one of three guys. Right, right, right. It's either A-Rod, Martinez, or Randy Johnson. Uh, I, I'm going to guess probably. It's not A-Rod. A-Rod isn't even. Martinez. It's it's uh, Edgar Martinez. And and I don't remember. He's primarily a DH, as we all know. But he did play the field earlier in his career. And with his 68 of uh, 0.4 career war compared to 70 and change for Griffey while they played for the Mariners. So this is important. That's, right? the, that's the thing you forget about. A-Rod didn't play there that long. Right. He was only there for maybe four or five. He came up at 18 six. with the Mariners. And he was there in 95, I think. So he won't, he, won't, he won't contribute that much more, and you'll see that's true. So Ichiro is third um, uh, in all-time Mariner war. Um, and But who would be fourth? It's a pitcher. And it's not Randy Johnson. I'm gonna, oh, this is easy. Randy Johnson is fifth. King so, Felix. Yeah, that is correct. Guess. Very good. Very good. You know your Mariners. King Felix is um, is fourth all time in Mariner War, and A Rod checks in at number six, which is pretty good because he only was there for uh, how many seasons did he did he play for A Rod? Let's see. He played like, one, two, three, four, five, six seasons for them. He was not there very long, considering he, that he only played seventeen uh, games, uh, especially because the first two were like he was eighteen. 19. Right, right, right. He was seventeen, you know, eighteen in that first season. Right, he played only seventeen games. It's not quite the same. <laughs> so, um, but behind a Rod, you get some kind of interesting names. So Kyle Seeger comes in, and and that's more about longevity. He was a long, long time Mariner. He played out for a ton of Mariner. Now the problem is he played for that just doldrums between. Those old uh, 2000, right. 2001 teams and really present day, they've just not been very good in that stretch. So, um, and now you're going to kind of get into guys who I, I think you'd say that they, on the basis of their career war with the Mariners, they were better for the Mariners than they were for any other team, but maybe not. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Jamie Moyer, he pitched so many different places, it's almost hard to remember which team he might have been best for, but he was very right, good for the Mariners. Right, right. He's the kind of guy that would just go in as Jamie Moyer because he couldn't figure out which cap to put on the guy. And and then our very own now, Robinson Cano, most recently of the San Diego Padres, which surprised me because he had, I thought, his better years with the Yankees. Uh, but he still posted 23 war in his time with the, uh, with the I think the other, thing, the other thing you have with the Mariners is they've been pretty bad, unfortunately, for most of their existence, and they've not been around that long. So any one guy that played probably a succession of four or five really good seasons for them is going to be pretty high up on their war leaderboard list because just by the nature of the team. So here's a guy who is going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's, he was a Mariner. But he probably isn't identified as a manager because he did oh, most of Beltran. his damage. Right, he did most of his damage after he left the Mariners. He had a twenty, what a twenty-three career war with the uh, with the Mariners. So that's and ninety-three career war for Adrian Belcher. I just can't tell you how unfortunately because he didn't play in our time zone. We didn't really see him play enough baseball. That that guy was great, um, one of the all-time greats. And I think people, I think people that are really knowledgeable about baseball know how good he is. But I think even then. Until you really look at the numbers, you don't realize how good he was both offensively and defensively. So I'll I'll, I'll throw out Alvin Davis next, and I and I that can't is a name say, I don't know. You know I, I I don't know much about Alvin Davis uh, myself. I, I remember his name, but he played from '84 until '92. 
Uh, and he had a 280 career batting average with the Mariners, all of his career with the Mariners, all nine years. The poor guy didn't get a pension. I don't know why I always think that when I think of it. He didn't get a pension. He played nine years with the same team. He didn't get a darn pension. I feel I feel bad for guys like that. Um, and then behind him um, is uh, Mark Langston. Any familiar with Mark Langston, the big left-handed no, pitcher? No, not at all. So Langston pitched for the Angels. Good pitcher. Real good pitcher. Um, obviously, good pitcher with the Mariners as well. Um, and then we get down to Brett Boone. Uh, I'm just going down. Freddie Garcia. Go ahead. You, well, you got guys like Brett Boone because he had that one 8.8 year. That's going to put he him had 19 up. war for the team. He right. almost got half his win in, in one season. But th- this is in the top t- 24 players all time by war for the Mariners. So it's just kind of interesting to see, you know, these guys. Freddie Garcia checks in. Not surprising. Um, Mike Cameron, we already mentioned him. He, he checks in there. Uh, pitcher Mike Moore. Uh, pitch for the Mariners. We think of him as an A, I think. Uh, you probably don't remember him that well. I don't well think of a... him at all, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, Mike Moore is a good pitcher. Okay, you don't remember him. Um, Nelly Cruz. Really? He's, uh, it speaks to just how good Cruz is, because I don't think he played for them for that long. I think he he had to play, what, four or five years for them at least? Let's see. Um, one, two, three, four seasons. You're, wow. That's pretty good. The guy can can put That's up. That's what I'm saying. And he had two black ink years when he played for the Mariners, where he had 40 home runs, which led the league, and 119 RBIs four years, three years later, which led the league. So uh, Nelly Cruz is not going to be a Hall of Famer by our count, but um, one hell of a feared hitter. You don't want him coming up with when, when things matter. Mm-hmm. Olerud comes in, considering Olerud only went there late in his career. And before that, okay, so Olerud played for the Blue Jays and the Mets, you know, before we came home to Seattle. He's from Washington. Um, what is Olerud's distinction? Um, Wearing that be, helmet? Between, well, that is true. In the field, he was the only guy to wear a helmet in the field. Um, but he did something for both the Mets and the Blue Jays that I think sets him apart as one of the few, if only, guy to do this. I think I think somebody else did. I think I know who the other guy is, too. Somebody More else did doubles it. than... No, nope, no, not doubles. He has the highest career average for both the Blue Jays and the Mets. Hmm. All right, I think it's only like I think it's Rogers Hornsby or something like that is the other guy who did it for for two different teams. Pretty good company. That's, pre- that's pretty pretty good. Um, Iwakuma, believe it or not, you remember Hishashi Iwakuma? He, he was I thought an okay pitcher. I guess he pitched there long enough to accumulate eighteen more uh, more than anything else. Eric Hansen was just an okay pitcher. Uh, finishing up the top 24 um you you see this guy if you watch mlb tonight all the time uh sitting in the middle harold reynolds yep right so, not, it played for them he was in those eight mid 80s yeah, harold reynolds was a good baseball player yeah um and and uh, raul ibanez had some success with yeah, them. he had some good years for them i think he had one really good year for them and and the last guy is mitch hanniger who is the number the twenty fourth highest WAR all time for the Good Seattle Mariners? So uh, it's nice to see his name in there. So um, and you think about today's team, and and they've got really not too many guys that have been there uh, long enough that they you know have a chance to you know be all time Mariners just yet. But you like the potential. This is a young team this season that um, has a lot of. They, they seem to have moved away from that debacle last spring with the GM and the Rotary Club and all that stupid I mean, stuff. They're, that he they're said. a pretty young team overall which i think is what kind of makes it work for them you know i think the oldest guy in the lineup's like 31 and and they and i think they have a chance in a in a division even so far this year that you think you know what uh I, the astros are good but i don't think maybe they're as locked down as i might have thought before the season i tended to think that they were going to kind of walk away with this and i think the angels and the and the mariners are going to give them a run 
Oh yeah, they're going to be a tough. They're going to be a pesky team because they have a much deeper lineup than you would think. <laughs> so um, that is our deep dive on the Seattle Mariners, and uh, we'll pick another team. I, I don't know what order we might do this in, or how often we'll do that. I think that's the fun about it is that we can kind of just bounce around and find interesting teams. You know, we talked about a team that's had a relatively short shelf life. This time. it's easy to do that, by the way. Yeah, and you, you can know, talk about just about every season they ever had. Who knows where we might end up and what we might. End we won't up be doing that with you know the the uh, the Cardinals and the Yankees and stuff like that. Have been no, playing for they a, have a bit, bit more of a history. To Remember that nineteen. 19- 36 season for the Yankees? No, I, I really don't. I was not alive. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Hoops.